What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. It really helps out a lot. And uh, yeah, if you haven't heard already, I have released my own merchandise. I have coffee mugs. I have socks. I have team clothing. All you have to do is shoot me a message at info at johncroomcycling.com or just shoot me a message on Instagram at John C. Kroom. That's John C. And then my last name, Kroom. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get you hooked up. So just shoot me a message and, uh, we'll get you all dialed. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. That is with Alexi Vermeulen. Alexi used to be a pro with a lot of Yumbo. We don't really talk about that much because what we dive into is his recent project from the ground up with Ryan Petrie. It's presented by outside TV where they're doing a documentary on three lucky cyclists who, I guess aren't really cyclists yet. I mean, they're brand new. They're brand new to cycling. And so we chat about that, their selection and, and kind of where the idea came from. And yeah, we just pretty much have a good, good all around chat. So please sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. But uh, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Spot. Spot is a zero deductible accident injury insurance for active people. Guys, I know you've heard me talk about this before, and if you haven't already signed up, what are you doing? You could be covered up to 20 grand per injury for as little as $25 a month. All you have to do is go to croom.getspot.com. That's croom.getspot.com to get your quote today, and you could be covered as quick as tomorrow. So go check it out at croom.getspot.com. Getspot.com. They even have a special going on with their USA Cycling members now for $44 for the year. You can check out all that information down in the description below. So check it out at croom.getspot.com or check out the link in the description below. This episode is brought to you by Bike Hardcore. I am tired of seeing you guys show up with dirty bikes. And Bike Hardcore can help you out with that by using their whip wipe and their chain degreaser as well as finishing it off with the chain butter. But I'm also tired of you guys just pretty much smelling bad. And you can use their new product, which is Swexy Clean, which you can spray on shoes, boots, gloves, whatever. And so, yes, that goes for you skiers as well. You can spray this on sweaty gear. You can wash your clothes in it and it eliminates that sweat smell. And so you won't be smelling all bad and whatever else. But anyways, if you want to go check it out, go to www.bikehardcore.com and use code Kroom at checkout to get 10% off your order. And that is Kroom, C-R-O-O-M at www.bikehardcore.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm sitting here with Alexi Vermeule, and this is our second go in this intro. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, how I know Alexi is just through living here in Colorado Springs. We've bumped into each other a few times, but he's doing this new cool thing from the ground up. And uh, yeah, you guys have probably been emailing him, trying to get a part of Leadville with him and Ryan Petrie. And uh, yeah, guys, Alexi, how are you doing, man? That wasn't as Great. good as the first one, I don't think. It just it wasn't it, as it wasn't as good, but no. we can tell people that there was a better one. Yeah. And for reasons I, it was left out. There was just too much information in the first yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell them why it's left out. And no, <laughs> no. We're not, we're not going to do that. But anyways, anyways, man, how are you doing? Where are you at right now? Uh, doing well. I'm in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Moved here. I mean, I think we talked about it. Moved here in July of last year. Um, and yeah, just been enjoying it. It's obviously been weird for all of us without races. And I think we're all kind of itching and as races get pushed back a little further, a little further, a little further. And, um, but yeah, and enjoying uh, the sunshine and the ability to train. 
Yeah, you came back at a good week, man. Like it's the weather finally has bounced back. You went you went to Tucson, right? Yeah, I went to Tucson. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to Tucson for. Well, first off, yeah, I went to Tucson. I was gonna, we were gonna leave. Had a COVID scare. Had to get tests. You know, did did all the things that were right. And then I was like, finally left. We got out there a couple of days late. It's okay. You're gonna be my training block. Get out. And then I saw the weather coming into Colorado, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll stay five more days. 75 yeah. degrees every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I understand it's been up almost three weeks there, but it was awesome. It's really fun. Sweet, man. Well, let's dive into a little bit of you. I mean, you, you rode for one of the best world tour teams, at least now um, <laughs> in the world. Um, and, and then one day you didn't, and uh, you started, you started doing these adventure races and mountain bike races and, and a little bit of everything. So like, why, Why'd you do that? I mean, it's like it's every kid's dream, right? To to be in the world tour and and be a part of that. What happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, there's there's a long story and a short story, and somewhere in the middle there is kind of where I'll try to land. But um, yeah, I mean, I world tour riders come down comes down to contracts. I think for all of us, we realize that um, we're not all Sepkus. We can't just go dominate yeah. some some Tour de France mountain stage from start to finish. Yeah, um, I'd love to know what he eats for breakfast because I I start eating it immediately. Yeah. I, I would also like to, like to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I you know I, I I had options, but at the time where I was kind of trying to figure out when my lottery contract was ending, I was figuring out what I really wanted to do in cycling. Um, and I think yeah. you can kind of attest to this. Like, there's times in your athletic career where you can be driven by a goal, and if that goal falls away you question everything you've trained up to that point. Um, and that's kind of where I got. And I was like, Hey, am I making an impact on anybody beyond myself? Cause that's what I've always wanted to do. I love racing, but it can be very selfish. For sure. Um, and you know, it just became a quick reality that like all of these sponsors of these teams, like as much as I would want to help them make an impact, whether that be, you know, feedback or content or community initiatives, like, they wanted one answer from 28 guys, not 28 different answers, which makes sense. But that means that like the teams didn't want us communicating with partners. And I felt it was a big disconnect. Um, and it kind of just led me into looking into different ways I can continue my love for the sport, you know, back where I could make that impact. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I did. I mean, sh short story short, I just kind of, you know, started writing people that I thought were interesting and companies that I thought would be aligned with what I was trying to do. And in 2018 kind of made that transition said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to race on the dirt. Uh, I've never done it before, <laughs> but I just, I think there's a big opportunity here with, you know, races that a pro can race the same race as an amateur and they can talk about it after over a beer. And I thought yeah. that was like the coolest thing, which is like, you know, three years on it's proved itself, but like that whole business model is, is what drives the sport forward. Yeah, and I kind of think it's like gambling. I think you took a gamble because you kind of did it before everybody else did it. It's like you bought into Bitcoin when it was three hundred dollars, and now it's like fifty-seven grand. And like, I wish literally. But. Yeah, I wish we literally did that. But uh, um, but you know what I mean, though. Like, because I think when you did it, it wasn't like maybe Ted King was. I think Ted King was doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but they didn't have the EF program. I mean, you probably would have stayed yeah. in the world tour if they had the EF program, but um, who knows? I don't know. But like, yeah, I think you, it's kind of a risk. That was kind of a risk, man. Yeah. I mean, like there's one point that stands out where I was like, 
Um, so I just finished the world championships in Bergen. That was like my last big professional road race, um, with the national team. And I remember I was like, okay, like I was writing companies. It was, this was going to work. Like this was going to happen. And I remember going like texting Jim Miller or writing or emailing Jim Miller and be like, am I making a horrible mistake? Like is cycling not moving the way that I think it is? Um, because like you said, like, I don't know, it was a, a risk in my mind at that age of time. I was 23 years old. I was like, okay, like I haven't gone to school. If, if this all works out or doesn't work out, I can go to school. I can reevaluate. Like yeah. I was in a very lucky position compared to some, some people at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it was definitely a big move and something that like multiple times my parents questioned and I probably questioned just kind of like, okay, great. You can ride a bike fast, but like, can you do it on dirt? Can you do it while sliding around a corner? Can you do it downhill? Uh, and the answer was no for the majority of first, the first year. Well, I think, I think what's impressive about that, it's like, there's some security while there isn't in, in the world tour. Like you're essentially saying you're essentially working for Apple, right? You can get fired at any moment. They could let you go. They could never, they could never, um, you know, promote you, but then you go, well, I'm going to start something kind of similar to Apple, but completely different. And it's going to be mine and I'm going to create it and I'm going to do it. And it's like, you start pitching that idea. Everybody's like, dude, it's a pipe dream. Like what? While it is cool and it's a cool idea, like how are you going to live, man? And so the fact that you've made that work is, is pretty sick. Um, but uh, but yeah, so let, let's dive in to, uh, you know, you and Ryan Petrie. How do you how do you even meet this guy? Like, uh, I mean, this is a cool concept. I saw that come out. And it's another one of those things where I just kick myself of like, man, what a cool idea. Like, how do you make all that come together? Leadville entries are already hard enough to come by. So how did you, how did you make this happen? Uh, lots of baby steps. Um, yeah, I guess to answer the first question, I met Ryan when I was, I was in Boulder last 2019 Yeah, for a skills training camp. Like I said, like I struggled in the dirt and I really wanted to make a difference. Uh, so I paid a skills coach and kind of started working on things and he was here and knew one of my other friends and went out to ride. Um, and then fast forward to, wow, that should be known. Can we stop right there for a second? You paid, (laughs) came out of the world tour and then you paid a skills coach to teach you how to ride a bike. Yeah. I mean, I think like, this is the thing. Like I always tell people to invest in yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I was competitive enough to where like, if I could shorten that learning curve by a month, I was willing to do it. And like, it wasn't like, I was like, Oh yeah, this is worth the money. I was like, Oh shit. Time will tell. But if it, if it does, it helps. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think just quick side note, like riding a bike straight fast is easy. Like learning to let it slide while moving forward is just so foreign to a road rider. Um, It's just, you want your bike to not slide around the corner. It's even worse uh, for a track rider because if you're yeah. going any bit like right, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. You know? Like we usually just turn left. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, so no, continue. So, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. So yeah. So I then did that. It, it's, it's, it helped a lot just if that helps anybody justify it. But um, there you go. But yeah. So then I went and uh, came, moved to Boulder this past year, 2020 in July. And you know, I was here for a week and Ryan Petrie wrote me and we followed each other after the, after 2019 meeting. And, um, he's like, Hey, I have this crazy idea. You want to come do it? And like, I had just moved from Michigan. It's 2000 feet up to 6,000 feet. And I was like, what's the idea? Sure. Maybe. 
And Ryan wanted to ride from Boulder to Crested Butte in three days um, and credit card camp. So just to do three massive days with hotels in between uh, over like, I think it was eight of like the old railroad passes, like up to 13,000 feet, like four times. Um, well, is this the same guy that, that I've heard about that was going to ride to lead boat? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. So if you guys don't know what lead boat is, lead boat is, is Leadville's and, and steamboat together back to back. So I heard this guy was going to ride from Boulder to Leadville and then after doing Leadville, was going to ride to Steamboat to race Steamboat the next morning. Is and that still home. happening? And, and then, then home. home. <laughs> no. Is that still happening? This project kind of ruined that. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so um, we did that ride. And obviously when you're doing 10-hour days, and we did like three, there's like there's like 300 miles, 30,000 feet um, on loaded mountain bikes. And like you have a lot of time to talk, obviously like a guy that you, you might not like, I, I mean, I knew, but you know, like he, you really know a person after sitting on a bike with him for 10 hours each day. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah, we just kind of started talking about where we thought the sport was. Um, we came from two very different sides. Ryan is came from the triad, like triathlon side, went to school for marketing, um, you know, and he's raced, mountain bikes. Um, and then I came from professional roadside and like have very different mindsets, but somehow settled on this fact that like the way to move the sport forward was the people coming into the sport right now. And like, none of us, nobody's surprised right now that like COVID brought a wave of people into the sport, but like those people range from like, they're, they're, they're in the sport for the completely different reasons than any of us have ever been involved in the sport from before. They're because their gym closed or they needed headspace or just to get away from their family. Like it's not because they wanted to go get exercise. It's not because they wanted to go. It's because they, it was the last option, but yeah. then they somehow found a way like, this is freaking cool. Yeah. Like we all stopped riding our bikes at 12 years old for some reason. And then few lucky of us pick them back up. Yeah. And yeah, it's just I, so we just kind of started talking and kind of came to this, you know, assumption like, hey, how can we make that impact? I think it was day three riding up Independence Pass. And I just remember vividly, we were just riding up the road and I was like, like, if we pick the hardest thing possible and show people somehow that if you picked a bike up in the last eight months, you can still accomplish that, like, that's validation. So anybody who watches or anybody who sees, like, we can create a blueprint for people to come into the sport and, and like, and like really cut off the learning curve and the intimidation, like cycling is itself an elitist sport. And like those yeah. of us who are in it, we know it, like you can be the nicest person, but if you pass someone who's got on a bike two weeks ago, like you just demoralize them, no matter yeah. if you smile or wave or anything else. And like, I hate that because majority of the people that I know in cycling are not assholes. Yeah. And it's that whole process. I think it just, things started brewing and it's nice to have someone else along with, on the journey with you because when you question it, they back you up for sure. They question it, you back them up. Um, and yeah, and it just kind of kept growing into something. Okay. So like, Hey, what do we do now? And we went and like talked to some, some people at lifetime, like, Hey, so if we wanted to pick Leadville, this is what we're thinking. And they're like, Oh, well, this is what, Oh, that's hard to get registrations. Okay. Well, if we, if we show this is a real thing and we prove that like, because 
at that point it was, it was a pipe dream. Like you had said, like I know that's just- what I'm still mind blown by the whole thing because I saw it come out and I'm like, well, who did you go to first? You're sitting here telling somebody you're going to give it like, was Canyon just like, okay, cool. I'll give you the bikes. But then was Leadville like, I'll give you the entries because I'm trying to think somebody had to go. Yeah. We at least have this. Can you do this? Because yeah. if one thing fell through, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and there was moments where I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's so it just it kept going. I mean, we, we talked to Leadville a lot. And for them, I think they were into it. They were still trying to figure their lottery out. So we were happy to, like, leave the idea with them, let it grow. That's part and of kind it, of yeah. walk away um, and just try to say, like, try to be the most truthful you can be without saying yeah. anything. Right. Hey, we talked to Leadville and this is what we're thinking. Yeah. And you leave out all the little parts that like, hey, we don't actually have three, three. We don't actually have five registrations yet. Yeah. Me, Ryan and the three riders. That's um, insane. And so we, you know, we like, we just tried to figure it out. And I think as we built things, like you said, people come and people went like we very much in the mid, in the beginning, we were just like, if they don't want to be involved, it's not going to work yeah. because this is going to have moments where it's like, this doesn't work. Like, yeah, it's going to have hard moments. You're talking about in the midst of COVID still being around, trying to help three people take on a race that like I'm scared of. Yeah. Like one of our contestants has, or riders has never put on bike shorts in his life. This is going to be rad. It's going to be insane. This is going to be rad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it just, it just kept growing. And like you said, so then you, you go and talk to the next person. Hey, so Kenyon, we have this idea, like, we kind of built it on this three pillar structure. We're like, we love doing adventures. You know, we, we showed off that ride we did from Boulder to Crested Butte. Both of us are competitive racers. Um, and this is, this is what we think we can accomplish on that side. And then, you know, this is the big project we want to accomplish. And we think that if we can build insurance into it. If races don't happen, we can still do the course. Uh, and I think that was big, as you know, with a lot of partners, people were like, okay, can this actually happen? People kept saying, I'm going to win X, Y, and Z, but like if X, Y, and Z doesn't happen, you can't win it. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, yeah. So I think that's, what's, what's nuts to me about this whole pitch is you went to a bike company in the middle of a pandemic where for some reason, the real pandemic in the cycling world is, is they can't keep bikes in stock. And so then like, I mean, sponsored athletes aren't even riding new equipment because it doesn't exist because it can't be produced and so like i'm just like listening to all this stuff go on and then you get leadville entries in the midst of a pandemic where they're having to deferred entries from last year it's just nuts to me man like it's absolutely batshit crazy but i think it's what we all want to believe in in the sport like we for sure we haven't and it, it came down to the fact that like i mean and all I want to give so much credit to Canyon, man. We gave them bike sizes last week. And like, this isn't just a plug. Like I I've ridden a Canyon bike for maybe two weeks now, but like we gave them bike sizes last week. The bike shipped today. Dude. Like that, if anyone is in the bike industry right now, yeah. If anyone's in the bike industry right now and knows that like how hard it is to get a low end hardtail right now, like it's not easy. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I think it just, it became like people wanted to believe in like finding those people in the sport. I think it, it went step by step. Like at first you realized like, okay, like I told you, I think we weren't, we weren't recording yet, but like, how do you find people that aren't 
racers. Like everyone who yeah. follows you and me for the most part has dabbled in racing or is already interested in racing or has been riding for three years. And our real goal was to find people who had, who found the bike during COVID. Yeah. That's really hard because they have to have like followed one person or be liking the right things on Instagram, social media. And I mean, we had, we had almost 1300 applications. Um, and it was like, it was so hard to pick. Like, How long did it take you to go through all of them? Cause I know you had was, to, you had to go through uh, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, we had, we like, we, we made it like we had to, so it was me, Ryan and Avery. Avery Stum is our videographer for the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we each would watch, had like a, we had like a, a system kind of marked down one we should look at twice, ones we look at together. So we went through, we each had a category be like, Hey, you're from, it's on like back end through into an Excel spreadsheet. You take 100, zero to 100, you take 100 to 200, 300 to 400. And then we went through all of them and we got together the night it was closing. Um, so the entire day we went through all of the ones that we had marked, we should work, watch together. By the time we like adjourned and left at 10 p.m., there was two hours until the applications closed. The next morning, we had 300 more applications. Jeez. So it was like it was great, but you're like people like people put themselves out there and like took a risk and were vulnerable and like it was everything we wanted. But then you're like, shit, we have three bikes and we have three entries. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like it, it just it took a while, but you just kind of you start to. I mean, it's it's building a roster. You know, you're like, okay, we like these hundred, but these 50 fit. Of those 50, 25 are kind of similar. What fits better? Because at the same time, we want this to be relatable content. So we we wanted to make sure we didn't have two people in the same city. We didn't have, you know, we wanted to have, we wanted to be able to show that like you can do Leadville. What can be considered one of the hardest races? No, like just no matter where you are, if you dedicate your time, this is what we think it's going to take. You can do it. And yeah, I think it just like we started filling out all those factors and you come down and you're like, okay, we got we got 15, let's call them. And then you have secondary conversations and you know, it's for one reason or another, you find people that are, that are, that fit really well. And it became really hard because as you can imagine, people need to have time to do this yeah. too. And that's, and we understand it's a big sacrifice, but like you'd have conversations like, they're like, yeah, I can't take 15 days vacation. And that's kind of what we needed for this to work. Like we needed you to, we want you to come be able to ride the course beforehand. Like we want this yeah. to be, some success, whatever that might be for somebody. Right. But we want to provide everything that can make, make you get there. And so it's hard if someone's like, yeah, I can only come for the race. Like I understand that, but that's, that's hard for us to document for other people to be interested in. For sure. Um, and so, yeah, so there's some really hard decisions, but that's kind of where we got to. Is this something, and I might be jumping way ahead and no. I am just be like, you know, shut it down. But <laughs> is this something that you think like from the ground up, like could not be limited to Leadville. Like, is this something where you could go, we're going to do unbound. We're going to, and we're going to bring on women to coach women. And like, you know, um, is this something that you see expanding four months ago? No, no. Today, yesterday, last week. Yes. Like it's this like, could be, this could be not a nonprofit. Like this could be an organization. Real. It's real. And it's, it's, it, this is, this is the reason that I left pro road racing. Wow. Like yeah. it, and you can't know that until you do it the entire time that Ryan and I was planning. And that's why I say like, you need someone to back you up when you're questioning it, because I questioned it a freaking lot, man. Like yeah. coming from the completely eye of the tiger competitive side of the sport. I was like, 
I'm not going to risk what I think I can do in this sport for something that I'm not sure is going to work. Yeah. And you know, then you start playing with it. You're like, okay, but like this can make a real impact. The timing is perfect. You know, how, how can I help? Like, and, and I think, well, it's the, so funny. You say that the timing is perfect. I, I disagree, dude. Like <laughs> there's events getting canceled left and right. People can't, sponsors aren't paying people out. Sponsors don't ha- have anything to sponsor anybody. I remember, I remember messaging a sponsor earlier this week um, who just straight up told me straight up is like, look, like we're not, we're not fulfilling even industry orders. Like if you want to pay industry pricing, like I wouldn't even accept it because we don't have any stock anyway. So it's not, it's not happening. Yeah. And I think I just went under the fact like, this is something that, and I hate to be that person because I didn't, I didn't believe it for a while. This is something that hasn't been done. Reaching people that, that reaching people that haven't literally have only ridden a bike for commuting. Yeah. Like for transportation, because they're gym closed or like headspace, like they're not, they never, ever thought about racing. So these and athletes, these athletes are specific to that. Like there's not even like a single one that's like, hey, I've been yeah. riding. Wow. That's wild. No. And like, and that's our goal is like, we want these people to be relatable to something that like to bring more people to the sport. And if we kept continuing to go back to that idea, that's where things kind of grew out of, right? It's like, it just continued growing is because it is a hard time for anybody who's already racing, but for companies that are trying to find people that I think are more worried, like, like you said, nobody has anything. They're more worried about building loyalty or building brand um, knowledge than they are about selling something. That's what made this so cool is it's, it's a, everyone that we're working with is like, I wish I could like send you their reactions to seeing the app, the people that we picks videos we're almost as good as the react the reactions of the people that we told they're going to Leadville. Like yeah. the brands are so excited to be involved with like moving people into the sport in a very be, yeah. Yeah, like in a very very like non I don't know like every time every time that I've like yeah it's just like you're not pushing someone to do a crit you're not pushing someone to do like you're like take it at your own pace man like you're these people decided and I can't I can't this is the biggest thing for me John. They are saying in six months, they want to ride a bike for 12 hours at 10,000 feet, at least. And I'm yeah. like, like, props to you. I don't understand. Yeah. And that's awesome that I don't understand that. And that is like, that's what's invigorated this whole process over and over is like realizing that like cycling is, we fall in and out of love with it throughout the year. We all do. There's times for training's easy. There's times for training's hard. But these people, like everything they're learning is new. And I, I love it. Like, I love the fact that like one of our, like one of our people went on and like looked at bike shorts and was like, dude, there's too many options. I can't deal with this. Just kept riding in shorts, normal shorts. Right. Like there is a, it's just, yeah. It's just like, it's how do you, like the bike is just the bike at that point. It's not, you're not worried about power or numbers or anything else. And those things can all be validating and motivating. Like, that can help you. Like, I think when people get to the right point, there is a time to train quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah, it's just been like, for me, you talk to these people and you realize different things and you're like, Oh yeah. Like this is going to be a, this is going to be real. Like yeah. this is going to teach me about bikes a little bit. Um, so have you already announced who you've picked? Is that like a secret or we we'll, we'll, we'll announce, we'll announce, um, this week. When is this podcast coming out? 
Uh, not this week. Next week. Comes out next um, week. Yeah, then we can talk about it if it's not going to come out until then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So we uh, just we have we had we had to pick three people out of almost thirteen hundred. Um, we picked a, a special ed teacher from Northern Wisconsin. When I say Northern Wisconsin, I say we're flying into Minnesota, like all okay. the way up. Um, <laughs> right on. Like she has a fat bike, but she like rides on it's studded tires on superior on Lake superior, like totally different end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a, an ICU nurse in Boston. Um, she's just like, I don't know, like the most giving person. I mean, I think nurses are to begin with and everybody on the front lines has been doing more than their fair share the last year. I think year, it's nuts that, that her vacation or her break is, is exactly. going to be let go. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. and she's stoked about it, man. She has yeah, zero idea. Awesome. Like this is a girl who's like in her video, like I don't want to give too much, but her, her, her point of saying that she's ready for this was like, she's like, I grew up, I was born in Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and on an island and I'm, I can't swim and I'm afraid to swim. And I've been like ticking off fears that I have every, every moment. And like, she's like, I didn't know I wanted to take on Leadville, but I do like, I do want it to just, you know, they saw our video and they're like, they went and watched Rafa's video. They went and watched, like they watched everybody who's ever done Leadville point of view, all the people like, Oh my God, I saw this. And like, they said it's hard and I know it's going to be hard for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's uh, her, uh, that's uh, Roberta. She's in Boston. And then the last one is Enzo uh, lives in the Bronx rides a fixie 23 cc fixie yes. he's been right riding on. it he's been riding it on trails um okay. no no bike shorts to speak of um and yeah just the most like abstract he's, he's an artist by trade um just like the cool like some guy that i just want to keep talking to and talking to um i just remember like we had our like secondary conversation with him and he's like regardless of anywhere we went he was like taking notes and like he wanted to just further move into cycling yeah. like, no matter if he went to leadville or not um and yeah so like that's that's our roster for this year and it's funny so to feel you, like did you do like preliminary interviews with like multiple people before you whittled down to the three yeah uh so that had to be really hard that was the hard part it's like and, yeah. and everybody's video for the most part i will say i mean there's a couple of people who decided to just pick a video off the internet and post it and put it in like you couldn't submit an application without submitting a video link okay uh-huh. so and i think that's what held off not held off, but that's what kept a lot of people from applying, which was good for us for our mental sanity of watching videos. No, like we had we had fifty thousand views on the website. Well, I think investing. I mean, we literally just talked about this. Like, if, this is a big deal. Like, if uh, if you're not willing to just even make a video, like, I think it's yeah. it's kind of a and, and it was hard, but that's what it came down to. Is like they everybody involved had to realize, and there's people out there that had it, and there's yeah. like, and I think the people that we caught out that like don't have the time in their jobs it's not that many. It's more like, so, you know, it just kept getting whittled down and kind of realizing like, okay, these conversations are the hard ones and also not going back. Like I think only one time we went back and like tried to find someone else that we were looking for. Um, because mm-hmm. kind of like I just said, and I've used the word roster, like that's what I think. Like Ryan and I gained three people on our team this year. Like yeah. it's not just us this entire year. We want to be there when we can. Um, Cause at the same time we don't, the center, we want the, the, all of the content to be about, about them. Like we want to mentor where we can, but like, I'm not going to pretend to like, we're going to bring in a skills coach. You bring it back to that point. Like, I'm not going to pretend to know how to teach these people in a way. Cause like, maybe I've learned how to ride a mountain bike better, but 
what's really impressive about a skills coach in my opinion is like how they kind of bring things how they how they say it to you right it's like yes. how they're explaining things um and that's something i'm not going to pretend to like i can mess around on a video camera and act like i know but the reality is i don't um and like and so all, all of those you know like mechanic like i'd love to bring in a mechanic right i'd love to bring in a nutritionist um and it's not so much about like what you and i would talk about with those people it's about basic things like you know wheels in and out um you know this clicking that clicking you know like yeah. how do i fuel for 100 miles like that's a like if you're talking about somebody who hasn't they're not efficient on a bike like like eating like you have to yeah. you're gonna have to eat more calories than the normal person and how do i deal with that and plan for it well that's um, one thing yeah that's one thing that like even i found hard to do is just like i'm already struggling enough on the bike much less trying to eat while riding said bike and so like trying to find that process um yeah. and what works is it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult man yeah sure. and that's the thing is it's gonna be different for, and also different for all of them right yeah. Is yeah. I think that's the cool part. And so like you talk about making final decisions and it was like, we wanted to like have a team of three people that were different, came from different places, different backgrounds and had different goals. Like, okay, the final goal, Leadville is awesome. But throughout this entire process, our overarching goal is the journey. Like that's yeah. what this house started. You go back to that original idea of like helping move the people who are like questioning on the fence. Do I get another bike? Hey, I bought a Walmart bike. Do I invest in a little bit? Like, cause you know, a thousand dollars is a lot of money to spend on a bike for most people. And that is like the that's, bare end. That's, that's the bare low, minimum. Low, like, yeah. yes. And, and it, with the minute you do it, I think a lot of, there's not many people who go back, mm -hmm. but how do we facilitate and help not have bikes hanging in garages when the world goes back to normal? Sure. You know, and that's, if you keep going back to that idea, you can, you, you kind of really easily find, it wasn't easy, but you find three to five people that you're like, okay, this, these people can help relay our message. And that was kind of the overarching goal is in, in the calls we have with them. We're like, we want you to know up front, like all the other things we talk about time, you know, being able to document wanting to do Leadville overall, no pressure, but your goal is to affect the other 1200 people who didn't get picked. Yeah. Yes. You are benefiting the most from this, but we want you to have that in inside of you and understand that like our, our goal is becoming your goal is like, you want to help everybody. And so that doesn't just mean you, you're just the people that get to that get to take, get, take the hard road. <laughs> that had to be a little bit of worry. Like yeah. when picking people, cause like, I mean, Hype can always be there in the beginning. And then it's like, if the middle of this, if they just decide like, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. No, without a, a doubt. And yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest that, that, that marked a couple people off. Like we start like, our questions in those secondary interviews were always the same. We always had the same questions because we wanted to relate people very evenly. Yeah. Uh, but we're also very like straightforward. Like, Hey, we need 15 days of your time minimum. This is, these are, these are when the days are, do you have time? What do you feel when I say that? And they'd talk for a minute and like, you'd get a sense for like where they are. And a lot of people would be like, yeah, like I need to go talk to my wife or my husband. Like, you know, this is, I never thought I'd get to this point. And like, it wasn't so much that, that was against it, but there was a lot, like you said, there's a lot of people who like questioned it the minute it was actually in their face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, 
it was definitely a worry. And that, I mean, that's why I was like, I've been so relieved. Like we picked, so last week on Friday was when we like told people and yeah. it was, and we were supposed to do the podcast then, weren't we? Yeah. Oh that's, my gosh, that, that's, that's, that's why you got pushed. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, this is, this is the stuff uh, I need. No. So yeah. So no, so it was, it was awesome. And it's, it's just been, and now it's like already we're like on a group chat on text and we text each other all the time. And like, that's cool. You, they're so pumped. They're so like, are they like, are they commingling as well? So like they know each other, like, did they have the chance to meet and stuff? I'm probably, I'm yeah, spoiler no, learning no, this no. content, right? No, I mean, this is like, I mean, nobody's met in person yet, obviously. Right. They're all hours apart. Um, this is like my cycling reality tv show like the bachelorette for me almost in a yeah. weird way like i'm excited to see how you know enzo does or roberta does like i'm, I'm like pumped on it yeah i'm actually like hyped on it um, and that's what and I, I was saying about me getting involved right like I, yeah. I believed in the project but i don't think i took i don't think i jumped in fully i think i yeah. had some feet some feet dangling in the water and like you get involved because they make you everybody yeah. like is so excited. And so, so yeah, I mean, t- to your question, like we, yeah, the minute they were all picked, we put them all on an email thread and we said, Hey, everybody meet each other's like, tell your story, like say where you are, what you're doing. And like, it's as much as like, we're not going to force anything right now. I mean, a lot of the questions, you know, beyond that are just, Hey, you know, all, all the things we all need to know. What's your shoe size? Yeah. What Jersey do you wear? Like, things like that. What are your, well, see, what are your favorite the, colors? That's <laughs> the one thing cycling has lacked in the sense of like, I remember when I came to my first cycling event, I wore bike shorts, but I wore them under cargo shorts to like, I mean, yeah, the cargo shorts are already like, uh, what the heck, man. And then I'm, then I'm wearing bike shorts, but nobody said anything to me. They just, they just looked at me like I was weird. No. No. And I was weird or I was goofy or whatever, but Hey, have a conversation with me at least if like, if I should be doing something differently. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And so I, that's what I think it's never been done. No. And that's, and that's why I've liked gravel because yes. in the sense that you can kind of just show up and it's almost like, it doesn't like, I remember when I showed up to mid South, no one knew who I was. No one cared who I was, but I was treated as if I had, I was coming home to a family reunion. Yeah. Like Mid South has it on lock. I don't know how they do it, and it's the only. It's really like one of the only real gravel races I've ever been to. But oh my gosh, it was just like I mean, people out of the woodwork introducing themselves, wanting to hang out, wanting to have a beer, wanting to chat, wondering where I came from, what do I do for a living, like who am I? Um, they didn't. I mean, they cared, but like it wasn't like oh you have a national record and you're a three-time national champion. Now I want to have a conversation with you. Now I want to, now I want to mingle with you. It's like, no, Hey, we're at the same event and we're like, we're enjoying it together. What do you do? Yeah. It's it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. And I love it. And it's, it's addicting, honestly. Um, but anyways, so not to hold you up too, too long in the situation into your morning, but, uh, uh, cause it's gorgeous this week, man. I mean, here in Colorado, so definitely. Yeah, are we, are we gonna ride and meet? Are we gonna do one of those? We should do that. That'd be sick to do that one day. But uh, um, but yeah. So um, kind of diving into that. Um, where can they find more of this content? Like, is are you guys gonna be posting videos monthly, weekly, um, yeah. bi-weekly, or just infrequent? Like, what's what's happening? I'm assuming it's um, gonna get like more content closer to Leadville. Yeah. So I mean, so we're going to kind of so we're working with Outside TV. 
Um, And so I think we have a call tomorrow, literally, but I think most of the, a lot of the goal is to have this start coming out at the end of April, beginning of May, and then kind of just all the way up to Leadville has content. Um, And the goal is for, you know, I mean, they're only going to be so long, episodes are going to be so long, but truthfully to allow people to be able to watch this and be like, okay, like that's what you do, or this is what you do. Um, this is how I train for this, or that's what I do. Um, and yeah, so it'll be on YouTube. Um, we, we have a, a YouTube channel called ride the gamut, um, which is where it was posted. Um, there's the website, which is from the ground up dot bike. Um, and then just both our Instagrams. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a work in progress. I mean, I think Ryan and I keep reiterating to people is like, we were both bike racers, man. We fell head first into the film game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and instantly so, yeah. became influencers overnight. <laughs> I don't know if you I feel like that yet. You guys have TikToks yet? No. <laughs> you don't do any TikTok dances or whatever you do? Uh, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna make our three riders do it for us. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> right on. Well, cool, man. Well, so I'll put all those links in the description below. But you know, before I before I let you go, we do this yeah. thing with every podcast guest. Um, we ask them if they could have one cup of coffee with one individual, whether they're dead or alive, you get to bring them back if you want. Um, who would that person be and how would you take your coffee? It's a hard one. I d- yeah, it's a hard one. Um, so this is gonna blow people away. I love coffee, but I do not drink it every morning. I'm not a okay. coffee. Like, I, I, I don't like, I guess I, I think it's just a very much a, I don't, I'm not into the ritual of it. I just kind of like, if I'm on a ride, I'll get a, I'll get a coffee or something else. Um, but I definitely go cappuccino. Um, okay. Probably Apollo Ono. All uh, right. Why is that? Skater. I remember growing up and I don't know whoever's read his book. Uh, is an autobiography, but there's a moment where, and this is so against everything we've talked about for the last couple of last hour, last couple of minutes, but like there's a moment where his dad, he's like, I think he's 13 years old and he like finishes fourth at nationals. Yeah. And his dad takes him to the grocery store, buys a week of food, takes him to his, their family cabin, drops him off and says, call me, you know what you want to do with your life and leaves them there. Savage. Yeah. Savage is right. And I think more than like that moment, I always admired the way that Apollo thought about things. Like I was never like, he is so relaxed on the outside. And yet I think he trained, I, I think up until the last Olympics, he had, he was the most decorated winter Olympian. And like, yeah. he just was so focused on being the best version of him he could be. And like, whether that meant that he lost one race or he won a race, like he trained his ass off. He went home, like his whole, his whole ritual during a race. Like he, if you ever saw him yawn on the, on the start line, he's like, I'm not tired. That's my way of relaxing. Like, yeah. it's just all of that. I don't know. Like, I think he's just the most that I ever kind of, yeah, definitely Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. It so. sounds like a bit of like a, a control what you can control thing. Like I can, yeah. I can work really hard. I can do the best that I can. And at the end of the day, that's the best that I can do, yep. um, which is kind of cool and and not blaming. Cause I mean, you know what it's like, man. I mean, when, when, when you show up to a bike race and the, that kid that you're racing against has, you know, arrow testing and new extensions or whatever, man. I mean, you can just yeah. go down the list, but yeah, that's super cool. Well guys, 
Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go check out Alexi and Ryan's uh, social medias as well as I'll put all the links to uh, From the Ground Up in the description below. But other than that, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Awesome. Appreciate Thanks, it. guys. Thanks, John.